Welcome everyone to the Sonoma Spiel. My name is Tim Zahner with the Sonoma Valley Visitors Bureau. Every week we bring you what's happening in Sonoma. We talk about the future. We talk about what we're doing now. Today we're going to talk about the past or how you can come learn about the past in the future when we have our special guest before we get to that. Got to tell everyone it's springtime. It's beautiful outside. Go visit. See all the green hills. See the mustard. See the flowers. Go for a hike up at Sugarloaf. The flowers are out and uh, it's really a great time. But today, today, guests, I have a very special guest. Every week I say I have a very special guest. This time I mean it because this time I mean it twice. This guest brought their own guest. So first, let me introduce... Patricia Cullinan, Sonoma Valley Historical Society. Patricia, how are you? I'm wonderful, Tim. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you bet. And uh, we have been having some technical difficulties, so we're starting this again a second time. So just like those who are failed to learn history are doomed to repeat it, <laughs> those of us that are fa- failed to figure out the computer system are doomed to try again. So thanks for coming back and doing this historically the second time. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Patricia, tell me about the special guest that you brought with you today. Well, my special guest is is uh, now sleeping. It's oh, Lucy, oh. my uh, 10-month-old Labrador retriever. I love her. And she's a kind of a golden color. Like a, She's not a black lab or a chocolate lab. She's no, a yellow she's lab. she's a yellow lab. Okay, it's a yellow yeah. lab, and she's quite well-behaved. She's very well-behaved. She's um, a happy dog. She is a real wiggler. Okay, um, okay. And tail thumper. You must have taken her to the dog park or something to tire her out a little bit. Or yeah, some I have trick. neighbors. That's, <laughs> we were talking earlier right, about right. her escape. That's because she wants to go play with the neighbors. Good. All right. And she's, well, thank you, Lucy, for being so calm. And maybe she'll help us later when we do our We Get Questions segment. She can help us answer, you know, some, some places That's for dogs. a possibility. Dogs. It definitely is. Patricia, we were talking earlier about uh, the Historical Society has uh, two physical locations. That's correct. And you've got a museum called Depot Museum. Depot Park Depot Museum. Park, excuse me, Depot Park Museum. So it's a museum inside the park yeah. where there's a train station. And we'll talk about that in a second. The second place you have uh, is the Marcy House, which are archives. Correct. And that's inside a historical house, right? Like an that's actual correct. house. Okay. Yeah. Most people go visit you at Depot Park Museum. Is that correct? Is that that's the most correct. consumer friendly mm-hmm. facing? If you're a historian, you can make an appointment. And if you're like into really diving into archives, they talk to you at the Marcy House. Right. But if you're like, I want to learn about just general history, they should go to Depot Park Museum. That's correct. Okay. It's more questions. It's not, you know, not something you kind of peruse. You'll probably right. want to spend more time at the Marcy House because they, we have a lot of interesting material. Like original documents, whether it's mm-hmm. land surveys, uh, contracts, like all the things that make up history. Yes. Matter of fact, in a collection that we just got, and this was kind of amazing, I knew my grandfather had a business on the Sonoma Plaza. Oh. And we had um, in 1880, uh, late 1880s, and we had. Um, we found like a you know those legal pads, a line legal pad, where um, and a woman had passed, mm. and all the merchants in Sonoma on the plaza each contributed some money to the to the burial of this woman oh and her you know all the parts of the burial okay Okay. and um it had it had the names of the two chinese gentlemen that were um um, that had a laundries on the sonoma plaza and um, it actually had my grandfather's name. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was It was kind of a shock to see. Was that see. kind of weird to see that written yeah. down in handwriting, probably? Right. Maybe, e- yeah. each, each, of the, 
each of the um, um, businessmen, you know, they signed their name and mm-hmm. they said, like Agulon, who owned the area where the buildings where the Sunflower and the okay. El Dorado Hotel are. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a winery there. He was mm-hmm. a very successful winemaker mm-hmm. in 1870 to the um, he died in the beginning of the 20th century, and so he gave a dollar and a half. Everybody else they gave you know a dollar fifty cents. Wow. Money well money was worth a lot more. Oh, a lot more back then, right? And, but it was like almost every merchant. It was who really, was this person? They were burying somebody. Um, yeah, I can't remember her name. She was a an Italian woman who obviously was well beloved by okay. the community and didn't have money to her okay, family didn't right. have money before for like a, a lot of insurance and yeah that's yeah. interesting let's okay I'm gonna go we're gonna go dark since we're already there mm-hmm. we have this historic cemetery mm-hmm. we hand out maps to it mm-hmm. and not many places that you go to maybe New Orleans maybe Paris maybe London that you Boston you go to a cemetery mm-hmm. people come to our cemetery. What is the attraction of this cemetery? Why should someone come to Sonoma and go up to the cemetery up on the hill there? Well, we we have so many interesting people buried there. Miss Captain Boys from Boy Springs. Oh, Boys Hot Springs. Okay. You know, Vallejo is buried there. Um, you would be surprised how many people come and look for their relatives. Mm-hmm. We have a, there's just a lot of famous um, people there. We have the only. And I don't know where it is. I don't know if anyone knows where it is. It's the, it's a burial of a Revolutionary War so, soldier oh. up there. Um, wow. That person lived a person, long time to be well, buried here in Sonoma. It's like to fight in the war and then to die out here. I'm assuming they died right, out here. Right. Yeah. Right. So, His last name was Smith. And um, <laughs> he... <laughs> sure it was, Patricia. I see you're doing... Yeah, here lies Smith. <laughs> he was no, on the Mayflower and he no. died here. <laughs> wasn't that old. Yeah, well, That's Sonoma, amazing. Yeah, you know, he could have been... Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. possible. It's because possible. It's absolutely possible. Yeah. I mean, so... And there's documentation, but yeah. uh, only person buried, Revolutionary War person buried west of the Mississippi, I believe. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you figure um, European settlement started in Sonoma around 200 years ago with the, the mission yes. was not about 200 years ago. Yes. So it is definitely possible. And that, that of course, was um, the Spanish, but they were actually the Mexican Empire by that time when we were being founded. When we were being founded, right. yeah. And uh, 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. It is. But a blink of an eye in like the grand scale of like universe time. Right. But for California, having a history of 200 years is pretty impressive because most of California slid off the back of the truck in the 1970s. That's right. And like when tract housing was built throughout mm-hmm. every place. But yeah. we're, aren't we like where California kind of began, official California began? Yes. We're the location of where the Bear Flag Revolt brought... Um, uh, against Mexico, mm-hmm. it was uh, Vallejo had oh ex- um, told his soldiers that there were he couldn't pay them anymore. The oh. the Mexican government hadn't been sending money for their payment, okay. and so he said, "Hey guys, you know, <laughs> let's let's throw a lot in with these guys." <laughs> well, not and so it was unprotected. It wasn't right. militarily protected. So I've heard though that we were like the tail end of the empire, both the Spanish and the Mexican Empire. Like we were right the frontier. We were the end of the line. Right. This was not where you made your fortune. This is not where you rose up in the ranks of you know the bureaucracy. You were like out there. 
So this wasn't right. really super high rate. Like Monterey, Mexico, mm-hmm. and Monterey, California. Right. Those were places to be. That's where like things were happening. Well, maybe not in Monterey, California, but that was the head of Alta, California. Yeah. I, I've heard though, like we, we were the end. We were like just out there. Yeah, but uh, we yes, we were we were the end of it. But right. um, it was a successful mission. Right. Um, we um, the mission was founded here, and it was successful agriculturally. Right. And were we, and were we founded to provide agriculture for like San Francisco? That's what I kind of heard. Yes. Because it was foggy down there. Their foggy. Mission. Yeah. <laughs> Hard foggy. to grow a lot of tomatoes. Right. In San Francisco proper. Right. But up in Sonoma, where everything grows, mm-hmm. this is where we were like their agricultural mission. Right. The native okay. people were here for the same reason. And, um, you know, the it, there was wildlife. There was right. abundant <clears throat> grasses for them. And then with the coming of the... The mission, then they had um, European agriculture, and then with the coming of the Mexicans and the secularization, which is where they, um, the Mexican government took over the mission lands. Right. Um, you know, Vallejo had 60,000 acres in his rancho. Holy moly. 66, I think. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, he ran, they ran cattle. That was the right. it I mean, was the high. You couldn't train. walk that in a day. That's massive. <laughs> yeah, massive. <laughs> so, and that was but before the gold was discovered. The trade was like tallow and hides and That's cattle right. and yeah, things like that. There were also this going sideways here. The, the rush the Russians were here. Yeah, absolutely. The Russians. They were up there at Fort Ross <laughs> on the coast. Mm-hmm. My understanding, they had a different type of settlement though. Like it wasn't as permanent as like a mission and trying to build a town. But it was more no. like a, a fort, right? It was a fort, but mm-hmm. it was they were doing the same thing. They oh, had yeah. a um, in the mission system, they had something called assistencias. Okay, I have to say it fast. <laughs> <laughs> so assistant, it was right. like assistant farms. Okay. So, so um, Sonoma, um, uh, the the mission system had that in most of the missions. Okay. And the Russians, they had their farm in Bodega. Interesting. So they had several farms. Okay. And um, th- so they grew grains and potato. And Was there a lot of trade between the two organizations, a lot of contact between the two towns? Well, Val- Vallejo was told not, you mean v- between... Between the, the Mexican slash Spanish outpost right. here and the Russians on the coast, which is, if you drive it, it's about an hour. Right. I'm sure if you hike it, it's a lot longer. Right. Yeah. So um, we just had a lecture by um, Rosemary Beebe and Bob mm-hmm. Senowicz. Mm-hmm. Um, they had translated uh, Vallejo's History of California. It was in five volumes. Okay. It's in two volumes now. Um, I have to say the two volumes together weigh eight pounds. Well, that guy was and okay. <laughs> 1,500 pages. Oh, wow. Okay. And so um, he was ordered not to associate with the Russians, <laughs> but, you know, you're like you were saying, we're kind of out here. You're on the tail and, end of the empire. Yeah, and so um, Vallejo sold grain to the Russians, and right. there was an economic um, exchange. But when uh, Vallejo... Um, built the chapel that we know as the Mission Chapel now, mm-hmm. uh, the Russians supplied some of the liturgical materials for that. Oh, okay. They kind of loaned it, or gave it. Gave it. Gave okay. it. 
Yeah. Let me also, um, prior to the Europeans arriving, we had, I believe, the Pomo, the Miwok. Wapo. And Wapo. And were, were they all kind of meeting in this area, or was it like an ebb and flow, or were there more established communities around that time? There were a few communities, but um, this, is, this is kind of a... Um, Meeting, not that they were meeting, but their territorial um, sites were intersecting here. Yeah, because the Pomo were a little more out to the coast, I think. And I think the Wapo were closer to Napa. I, I, I yes. could be totally wrong yeah. about this. Yeah, and well, there's the Coast Miwok, and then the Pomo are kind of northwest. Okay. And um, and the Wapo, yes, it's sort of Na- uh, well, more, nor- more northerly than Napa. Oh, like Lake County or something like that? Or- and well, no, it came to here, though. Oh, so, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and right. then there were the Patwin. Oh, right. Thank you. Okay. So there were a lot of uh, Patwin in the... Um, uh, in the mission here. Oh, from the Sassoon. That's where we get the Sassoon, Sassoon Valley team. Yeah. Okay, which is, if you drive to Sassoon Valley, it's about 30 minutes away from here, I think, or maybe less, mm-hmm. if you go through Napa and, right. and cut over. Yeah. Um, so there, there were all these different groups living here. There were the, the Spanish here, the Russians here, mm-hmm. then the uh, Anglo settlers from the west came out, or from the east came east. out, excuse me. And I heard some, you know, some would come around the horn on boats. Uh, to San Francisco right. and come up. And then there were some that came overland probably more when the railroads and gold was discovered was probably more when people started running out here. But before, there wasn't a lot of Anglo settlement, right? Like, like Right. Well, we all know about the um, Sutter, or not Sutter, um, the Donner Party that ended up at Sutter's Fort. <laughs> that did not end well. <laughs> Speaking of a, a winter with a lot of snow, the one we just had, yes, the Donner Party. Yeah. Uh, they those, got stuck, uh, for those who don't know, they got stuck in the snows and resorted to cannibalism. And it was a really sad story. But a lot of their settlers were settled in the Bay Area. Right. They were trying to come here, right? The Oregon country. Right. right. And they, um, uh, two of the Donner daughters lived mm-hmm. in Sonoma. Yeah. And um, so um, you had a lot of overland in wagon trains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some people came from Oregon. Um, that was one of the routes that people got here. Not so much the southern part, but right. um, yeah, it was uh, people were on the move. That was a great a time of great change. Yes, it was. There's a lot of uh, revolutions change. in Europe, so people were leaving mm-hmm. Europe. There was gold discovery. There was, it's all all the stuff happening. Uh, on on the topic of change and moving trains, mm-hmm. and the 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 exhibit you guys have called the Resorts of Sonoma Valley. We were talking earlier that people used to come up here via train and before that by a boat and stage gulch to resorts to hotels. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes people say, oh, tourism in Sonoma Valley is kind of new. You surprised me by saying it's been going on since like 1840. People have been coming up here to get well, some sun. Closer, well, <laughs> I don't know about 1840, okay, but definitely 18, the late 1840s. Late 1840s. Yeah. Um, people were coming up here to take the waters, the, the mm-hmm. hot springs. How many little hotels or resorts or getaways were there? Like, What, what was it like back then in Sonoma? Well, gosh, I wish I had the, um, I could remember the uh, number. So what people did is to advertise their resorts. Even in the late 1800s, they had post, or postcards made, okay. maybe the early 1900s. 
And um, so we have this vast collection of postcards of all these different locations. There, w- there were, um, and people came for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Now people come for wine. Right. People used to come for hunting and fishing a lot. So this and, was the hunting for, for San Francisco people, Oakland people, mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. They'd come up here on mm-hmm. a boat mm-hmm. and then by a tr- uh, horse carriage or right. train right. to go hunting for deer. Yeah. Okay. And like birds and stuff like that? Birds, yeah. So down in the marshes, there were ducks and um, all kinds of waterfowl. Um, There were... um, there's all kinds of different kinds of fishing, saltwater fishing. Oh, right, because kind of brackish water when Bra- the bay comes, mm-hmm. and there's saltwater. Sturgeon. Sturgeon, you know. So they would come up here and go fishing and like go for a cinema hunting holiday. Yes. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like today. Right. No one would do that. I mean, they, yeah. they, I mean, you can still fish. People still right. go fishing. Right. But I've never heard anyone like hunting. living in San Francisco, like, I'm going to go bag a deer over there in Glen Ellen. I mean, you can, I'm sure. But... No one does that. Yeah, no you, one. Did, you can no. get a wild pig. <laughs> you can yeah. the hills of the boar. Well, did those boars? Did, did the Spanish release those pigs that became the wild boars? I don't know. Because they're a big problem. Yeah, they're delicious too. They're a big delicious problem if you make them into ravioli and you know what you're doing. But they do tear up everyone's, and they're not native here, and they're, they're, they demolish everything. Wild boar ragu. Oh, so good. Um, with ravioli. With ravioli. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let me ask you these these resorts then, because you have an exhibit. It's called um, "Getting Away from It All: The Resorts of Sonoma Valley." It's an exhibit at Depot Park. It ends mm-hmm. in May, but uh, you know you'll have the archives, and you can always do it again. Right. Um, and it talks about how people would come up here for special getaways. Yes, and there were lodges and inns and hotels. Some of those have probably burned down, or mm-hmm. you know they probably weren't built that well, and they were gone. Are there any existing resorts from that time that are still around? Well, um, at Jack London, they, well, I guess that one burnt, too. Uh, (laughs) You could do an exhibit. Well, that one's gone, too. (laughs) So, (laughs) there are some of the buildings, you know. Patricia, your exhibit, you should have been here. (laughs) But there are, are, I think, like, the Fairmont, for example, Mm -hmm. is now the Fairmont Sonoma Mission Inn. Before that, it was the Sonoma Mission Inn. Mm Before that, it was probably the Mission Inn. I don't know. what That was built uh, more than 100 years ago, if I, if I recall. Correct. Um, on the place where there's geothermal pools, and they still right. use a geothermal activity. Um, and I think, and that obviously it's not from the 1880s, but there there is one which is now a senior living facility in the Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't I don't know if it was the Boys Hotel, or I can't remember the name of it. No, it's the Ago Caliente. Okay. And, yeah, because uh, it was associated with the hot springs there. Okay. Don't forget, there's the the hot the hot pools very close to that. So there are hot springs mm-hmm. underneath Sonoma, correct? Sonoma Valley mainly, but Sonoma. Yeah. Um, are they still there? Absolutely. So the Fairmont has them, right. and you know if you walk the. If you walk Warm Springs, which is the creek that follows Warm Springs Road, the temperature changes. I've heard there are seeps of hot water that yeah. come out of like the mud and the rocks. Yeah. Um, and supposedly there's these stories of people having their backyard pools that can come out like the water. You know, mm-hmm. can go sideways for a little bit and pop up. Uh, so if you go around the springs, there might be there might be private geothermal pools. Yeah. Do well, not go into their backyards. <laughs> and we're talking mud seeps. We're not talking. <laughs> I know where there's a couple. Oh, you know a couple. <laughs> oh, I like that. But they were all the way down, um, you know, uh, 
all the way down the valley and really? up the valley. Yeah, and actually, there was a place called Lawrence Villa that was very close to, uh, well, it's where the patch is now, just above where the patch oh. is, and that was geothermal oh. until 1906 at that earthquake, and it went to... It shifted it. Shifted it. And the patch, for those who don't know, is a farm. that They're the farmer's market. Yeah. And on Friday, they have wonderful vegetables. Uh, they have like two main farms here in the Sonoma Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that that was geothermal right there. That's amazing. What happened what? in 1906? The earthquake. Which one? <laughs> the, the San Francisco <laughs> the earthquake. The 1906 earthquake. And uh, which inter- is last week uh, was its anniversary. It was. It mm-hmm. was. And it shifted a lot of things along the California coast because, and listeners, just to let you know, the fault line is not in Sonoma. It is to our west through Marin, uh, and it does go along the Sonoma County coastline, the San Andreas Fault. There are mm-hmm. faults everywhere. And there's a fault in our stars, if you're Shakespearean. <laughs> but um, the, the major fault was uh, to the west of us. Um, and a lot of things shifted, especially out there. If you look in Marin at Point, uh, the Point Reyes, there's a fence that historically, there's a great photo of it moving like 20 feet or something really interesting. Oh, yes. Um, and I heard like, yeah, a lot of the um, springs shifted over. And, or got capped or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and it's the same springs or the same system that's up in Geyserville. Um, and where the geysers are, they get a lot of power. It's like this huge underground geothermal volcanic thing. Is yeah, that, is so that a good explanation? Vol- is, this area is volcanic. That's why wow. the geothermal. And up uh, on the Glen Oaks Ranch, mm-hmm. um, you can see, uh, which is uh, the Sonoma Land Trust. It's one of their properties. Mm-hmm. Um there is obsidian up there. Oh, okay. From, ge- from, from geothermal activity. Well, not geothermal. Or but, geo, ge- um, volcanic. Geologic, ge- volcanoes, yeah. You know, this is where... Kaboom. <laughs> we need to do a, a new thing called Ask a Geologist. <laughs> <laughs> they come in and tell us stuff. You're not a geologist, are you? <laughs> no, but, oh. um, you know, there is a fault that runs up there uh, through the... Um, oh, gosh, what is it? The Sonoma... Um, it's the park up there in Glen Ellen. In Glen Ellen? Yeah. Not not the Jack London State Park. No, the other one. The Sonoma Valley Regional Park. Yes, Sonoma okay. Valley Regional Park. You can okay. see a fault line. Oh, I didn't and, know that. That's yeah, neat. and uh, if you go up to Fort Ross. Yep. They where the have, Russians were. Where the Russians were. You can. There's a historic vineyard up. There, or not vineyard. A historic um, uh, fruit orchard. Oh right. And. You can see the fault. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Because yeah, it does go right out the uh, coastline there. It kind of yeah. shoots out there. Yeah, there's like a cliff at the back of the of the the orchard, and it's like, it's it's kind of eerie, you know, right. if you think about it. Well, I was down in San Juan Batista. I was mm-hmm. driving down with my son to go look at colleges, and uh, the same thing. Like that. It seems like the Spanish decided to build all their missions on faults because it, every mission you go at, there's like an exhibit where the San Andreas Fault goes along, which right. maybe it was a natural rift to, to put a road on or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is kind of neat to see that. It's a thing there. Let's let's move away from earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you asked questions about oh, resorts, yeah. and uh, they were everywhere. Okay, so so it wasn't just like downtown Sonoma, which people think of a plaza, eight-acre plaza, but they were no. up and down the whole valley and, whole and valley. down the hunting cabins, I imagine, for waterfowl mm-hmm. were south of town in the Carneros area. Right, even Jack London was um, State Park. Mm-hmm. Would, um, his wife in the 30s had a, a um, 
basically bed and breakfast there. And one of the reasons people came here is because it was good food. Mm. And there was plenty of fresh air. It wasn't... The city was polluted and yeah, dirty. Back, I mean, the, the, the city, back when you w- would use coal to heat right. your house or wood, Oh yeah, that's a lot of like asthma-inducing particulates. Mm-hmm. There weren't any pollution controls, right? There, we had no mm-hmm. electric heaters. So the cities were kind of dirty. They were dirty. They and would throw their sewage out in the street. Mm-hmm. But it's really, I'm, I'm glad we didn't have to do San Francisco tourism, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so people came up here, huh? People and and sometimes uh, the husband would work in the city and come up on the weekends. He'd leave his wife and oh, children. I see. Okay. So for the health benefits, people okay. were really into health. Right. And um, you know, obviously, we're all into health now. But you know, people were conscious of huh. um, the unhealthy rather right. and looked for health place to get away. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I have here, you have, if I joined the Sonoma Valley Historical Society, which everyone should, uh, you guys send out a neat little uh, newsletter. We do. like all this information and things in here. You have a neat thing here about the Sonoma Overlook Trail being 20 years old. There's a hill above the plaza, above the city, that had been slated for some kind of development. Right. And there was a a great hue and a cry. And instead, uh, this great trail was developed. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me, like, what was that a quarry at one time, or what was up there? Well, there was or a, yeah, there was quarry and, and a dump. That that's where the dump. Oh, was the old town too. dump was yeah. up there. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably in the quarry. Okay. And um, so the Rosewood um, Hotel Group proposed a hotel on this hillside, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was owned by the city, and um, there was a hue and cry, and right. the people uh, of Sonoma felt that um, they didn't really want to look up at um, the lights of a, a resort. Or having people looking down into your bathroom having, from above, yeah, like, that true, hello, true. right. And uh, so um, it's sort of like um, cows and not casinos that the people of Sonoma did. <laughs> Do you remember that? Were you here for that? Was that the plan to build a possible casino south around 37? Yes. That one? Yeah. Yeah. And which, so Highway 37 is a low lying freeway that goes across the marshlands. Mm -hmm. uh, And there's hay fields there and cows. And there had been a proposal for a real life statistics lab, also known as a casino, uh, where you could go try your luck. And I think there was a revolt against that as well, if that's, right. uh, if that's correct. Well, and as we all know, Highway 37 has a lot of traffic on it. And, mm-hmm. and um, so it wasn't ideal in many ways. But was that just a train to start off with and then a stagecoach road? And then we said, Caltrans is like, I got an idea, let's pave it. Because it's like the world's worst location for a so low oh uh, 37 and yeah. it goes across the marshlands so it's right. sort of like whenever i have a high tide or a lot of rain it's right there was that always there or was it just the, the train was first and what what happened there trisha <laughs> what the heck well i'm not an expert but i right. do know some things well you're on a podcast so you can become a, <laughs> and this will be on the internet which makes you an expert right away <laughs> so so um in okay in the 1850s mm-hmm. i believe so don't quote me on I this won't. part. So there was there was um, a movement to dike the the marshes. Okay, because there's wetlands and the and the tide right. would come up and, and down, and, right. and it was probably pretty hard to control. Right. And there were islands that were mm. high spots. You okay. Know, they were called islands. Right. And so there was um, uh, 
there was movement, and um, uh, I believe Senator Jones was very important in Patricia, in you just made up a guy named Smith and now Jones. Jones, I I'm know. watching you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you know, you, can't, you can get away hey, with a that's, lot. That's why you write stuff down. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so Senator it was, Jones. It was Jones, though. I believe. I'm just teasing. So, <laughs> I know. So Senator Jones had a plan to... To, to do a lot of diking. And they were wanting to make more fertile land. You know, mm-hmm. they did a lot in the San Joaquin Valley right. because, as we know, that was a big swamp. Right. And Lake Tulare is going back to... It's back. Nature it's back. Nature is like, ha, 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 nature joke's won. on you. Yeah. And so um, so they they did diking. Actually, an interesting fact, everybody says that Harasti was the, you know, father of... Uh, the wine business mm-hmm. here, but he he did a lot of diking. He had he, did. A, he had a lot of Chinese labor. The Chinese yeah. people did a lot of diking, and that was actually a bit before the railroads. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, okay. um, I think. Yeah. Well, it could have been. I mean, because yeah. I, I mean, it people was because eighteen sixty started the railroad, and they were and they right? were fleeing a lot of unrest in China. You're so, right. So absolutely, we'd come here. And so Harasti, I overpronounced his name. I mispronounce it every time. Augustine Harasti, Harastizi. Har- anyway, this guy claimed to be a count. Yeah, that was true. <laughs> right. He also was like a weird land speculator. Uh-huh. He also smuggled. This was true. He smuggled grapes out of France. Mm-hmm to California, mm-hmm. but actually stopped in like New York and Wisconsin and Ohio, like on the way over trying to figure out where to start his winery. And, and he's credited with the first commercial winery in the United States is in California. Like, so not, that's <laughs> the birthplace. That's what, hey, that's what the Tourism Bureau writes in their marketing stuff. <laughs> that Buena Vista so winery. I, you see my eyes roll? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the issue, right? Because like a lot of grapes, like European grapes, were also planted in the East Coast right. when people first landed there. Uh, the problem is they were terrible. <laughs> don't say anything. You don't have to. <laughs> no, they were great. Like Jefferson, everyone's like, Jefferson planted grapes. And Ohio River Valley has grapes. Right. But what Harassi, I guess, supposedly did is found that some sort of wonderful grape variety that you could plant here and then do a commercial winery instead of just winery for personal consumption he would sell it is that no, right am i making this all no. up tell me the there truth were, there tell were, me the truth there, there were wineries in southern california we don't count that though because it's southern california yeah, <laughs> well obviously well, the actually, spanish brought their missionary wine the, the sacramento the, yes. wine right yeah they they had they had vineyards at right. the, every mission had a vineyard but actually the first commercial vineyard in sonoma mm-hmm. was an indian named viviano Interesting. And he has a land grant that is essentially the same place that Harasti bought for Buena Vista. And so he so bought Harasti that property. So Harasti did a little save as. He took this guy's land or, or, or no, winery no, he, and said. No, no, it had passed through to a couple of other people oh, okay. so in afterwards. the meantime. But the, the original grapes that he planted, Harasti bought a vineyard. It was an established So the vineyard. story of him like sneaking a bunch of grapes in his jacket and coming through the... It's, but, you know, it's like the typical California story of rebirth and kind of embellishment. Mm-hmm. Because if you go to Buena Vista, mm-hmm. there's a crocodile on the in the tasting room. It's dead. <laughs> it's a stuffed crocodile, okay? 
And it's to commemorate, supposedly he died in Nicaragua. Now that's true. And he was trying to either A, this was like the time of like American interventionism in Central America, and he was trying to like start a new business down there or foment revolution or all of the above. And he went out in the swamps and, and, and he had a disagreement with an alligator or a crocodile. And he never came back. I think he was actually trying to cross a river. And, <laughs> Why? Just because? And, and he actually, his wife was with him. Oh, dear. Did she and see what happened? I'd, I'm not sure about that part of the story, but um, he, um, he did get eaten by a crocodile. Okay. But I believe it was because he had financial issues here. And, ah. and so he was looking for new fertile grounds. Okay. And so he went to like a place where there was malaria and yellow fever and crocodiles. <laughs> you do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, these people were real adventurers. Right. Imagine the people who came across the plains, you know, mm. to California in a right. wagon train. Right. With your, you know, pregnant wife and couple of kids and right um i i know a lot about this because i'm a child of the 80s and we mm -hmm. played a game called oregon trail on the computer and oh. everyone died of dysentery or a broken leg that's what would happen you play a game you can never finish it because you died and basically it just hammered home to anyone of my age any gen xers listening mm -hmm. know if you cross the wagons across the plains in a wagon most of you die and so it seemed like this was a really arduous hard journey and, and, and you had to be extremely hardy, adventurous, or maybe naive about what you were going to face, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, anyway, it's just, this is terrible, Patricia. Where are we going with this? No, it's really, it's actually <laughs> kind of interesting. You know, people, they didn't quite die like that. <laughs> they were, you know, they were, people were a lot more self-sufficient. That's true. You know, they, um, uh, this was the... Uh, progeny of the people who cleared a lot of the East Coast right. for farming. Right. And, um, you know, there were no luxuries. If you right. wanted heat in your house, you had to burn wood right. that you had to cut Clear the tree the down and saw it into the right size. So right. those people, they were able to fix their wagons. and. Right. Um, they were carpenter, mechanic, doctor, mm -hmm. hunter. Yeah. I wonder if they got here, they realized, you know, the, the weather patterns in the east where it rains regu <laughs> excuse me, regularly. And then you end up in the, in the semi-arid American West. Right. Where they like, oh, my God, this is not what the postcard said. <laughs> and then they had to wait 100 years for irrigation channels to be built and, and massive public works structures. Because, yeah, this would be a hard place to, to have large-scale agriculture. Without really good, yeah, but uh, I think a, a lot of times the the creeks, you know, the creeks were um, there wasn't so much pressure on the groundwater, so mm. creeks ran in the summertime. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, and you weren't so, and you weren't you were growing food just for your family. You weren't doing a lot of export. Well, um, there's a lot. Uh, the missions they built elaborate irrigation systems, oh, okay, bringing the water from water sources quite a ways away. Oh, interesting. Um, it's, um, uh, it was super sophisticated. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't as primitive. Okay. It was different. It was different. And I would like to see an exhibit on irrigation of like the 1890s, because that'd be kind of neat. I mean, it'd oh, be dorky. It was, it was way sophisticated then. Really? They had, oh, maybe you know, they, pumps and... Right. I um, guess the 1890s wasn't that long ago. Right. Um, I have a great book I can loan you on the mission... 
uh, San Antonio, which was one of the first missions. Okay. And they had, you know, they had water wheels and um, to generate, you know, to I mean, they must grind. have figured it out, yeah, to, to live yeah. here. And yeah. And their source of power and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, well, just, just when you think of it, and um, uh, the... Uh, Renaissance was in the mid uh, 14th century, mm-hmm. so this was like 400 years after right. Leonardo da Vinci. Right. So he was, you know, figuring out, or right. well, he was in 1500, right? I think so. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he, we had a couple he was centuries. figuring out airplanes. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so a water wheel wasn't too far to get. No, no, no. no and no. obviously, yeah. if the Romans had figured out aqueducts and the Chinese yeah. and the Indian, you know, all throughout the world, people had figured. It out. So you're right. I guess I shouldn't be that amazed. Yeah. I'm so amazed. Um, I want to. Um, you were talking about dysentery, and I want. Oh right. Wanna, let's go back to. Let's go back to dysentery, <laughs> Patricia. Everyone so, wants to talk about that. No. One of the things that um, there was great prejudice against the Chinese, and one of the things that amazes me is um, they. Uh, a lot of people consider them too clean because they bathed every day and they didn't have a problem with dysentery because they drank a lot of tea which means they boiled the water for the tea oh interesting they probably had an earlier understanding of germ theory than we did. <laughs> Which, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, that's po- interesting. It's interesting, and it's positive, and it's like... Well, you guys, um, you guys speaking of which, the, the Chinese that came here, you had a great exhibit of banners around the plaza. We that, did. That featured two of the Chinese business people that mm-hmm. had businesses on the plaza. That's right. Um, and I know we're trying to build a, a monument or, a, or some kind of memorial. Ting. A Ting uh, in Depot Park. Or That's near Depot right. Park, uh, commemorating the Chinese immigrants that came mm-hmm. here, the laborers, both for the digging caves and the winery, mm-hmm. the railroad, you mentioned for the, the waterworks. Right. Um, and that's a big part of, I mean, most California school kids hear that story, but maybe in the rest of the United States, they don't understand that, you know, not all immigration was European based. Right. On the West Coast, it was, you know, Chinese and then Japanese uh, were mm-hmm. coming here to do farming and agriculture and labor. Right. Um, and be, I mean, I would love to see that team completed because I think that'd be mm-hmm. a great exhibit. Um, we have an exhibit at the Depot Park Museum. I think in our first iteration of this right. show, we talked about the Depot Park Museum. <laughs> right. Which is a former train station <laughs> rebuilt just a block and a bit north of the plaza. And um, we have um, an exhibit on the Chinese here Mm. in Sonoma, because at one time, a third of the town was Chinese. Oh, okay. And um, uh, I want to personally debunk the theory that that the Chinese were forced into tunnels in Sonoma uh, for two reasons. One, they had a lot of businesses, uh, Mm. which are on insurance maps. Mm. And the other thing, Sonoma has high groundwater, so there weren't any tunnels to live in. (laughs) I think the tunnel story comes from there. Supposedly, there's a secret tunnel uh, on the corner of First Street East and uh, Spain Street. That's underneath supposedly a restaurant that was used during Prohibition, and it was dug as a cave, and it's a fountain. I don't know. The, actually, the creek runs under there. That's what I think it actually yeah, is. Yeah, and, and there's drainage. You know, you were talking about public works mm-hmm. in some context previously. The WPA did lots of work, the mm-hmm. works project um uh, works works okay. progress okay. Administration. administration yeah in the 1930s in the 1930s and they um they did a lot of work in Sonoma particularly okay. but in Sonoma County they built a fire station out in Boys Hot Springs 
but they did a lot of drainage, okay. and um, we're still using some of those systems. Interesting. And one of them is draining uh, the creek that I think it's Arroyo Seco. Okay. That goes under Broadway. Okay. And that's in under Maya, the restaurant Maya yes. restaurant. Yes. That's, yeah. That's why there's been continual mm-hmm. work down there. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's kind of an irony that there's a creek called Arroyo Seco, which means dry canyon or whatever, mm-hmm. dry <laughs> dry <feet>. creek bed. <laughs> <laughs> Except when it's not. <laughs> Patricia, I want to. I mean, this is this is fascinating, okay. and, and the history and stuff. I'm I'm just gonna do a quick rapid fire. Uh, just talk about some of the history stuff okay. in Sonoma Valley because people do like history. But we have the Depot Park Museum. Uh, that's where you guys are located. Your main thing for visitors, right. 271st Street West. Uh, if you go on Friday mornings, the farmer's market is right there. On Saturdays and Sundays, the, the museum is open. You can yes. go see it and stuff like that. Great exhibits. We also have the Marcy House Archives and Research Center. You need to make an appointment to go there. Is that correct? That's, that's well, really Well, people a can drop in, okay. but, you know, it's if you... Uh, right. People do drop in if they, like, oh, my family was here, you know. If you have I historical want, interest yeah, of a specific Historical thing. interest. <clears throat> right. Because you have, I mean, I've been in there with you, and you gave me this tour that, like, I thought I was going to be there for 30 minutes. We were there for, like, two hours. We had the white gloves on. We were looking at all sorts of neat maps and crazy mm-hmm. photos. It, that place is amazing, right? It is. And it's so true. funny because stuff that, at the time, I think we we're mentioning that people thought was just daily, oh, you know, here's a map. Mm-hmm. 100 years later, like, well, this is really interesting. <laughs> and you uh, you go and get our visitor guides every year. Right. And you say, this is part of the historical record. Right. And you put us in the, uh, I guess, the tourism and hospitality box <laughs> or something, which, which I love. So the Marcy House Archives and Research Center, which is on First Street West as well. Um, we have the Sonoma uh, Women's Club. Yes. Which is a beautiful building uh, on First Street East. Mm-hmm. And it's like a craftsman style house, I think. Um, yes. Beautiful porch. And they it's just a neat place. It's a beautiful venue. It's one of those mm-hmm. historical spots that you can go to. Um, it's open during special events. You can have a wedding there. Too. You can rent it if you mm-hmm. want, which is a neat place. Uh, and Jack London State Historic Park. So now I'm going out of the city of Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful park. It's where Jack London and his wife Charmian, uh, writers, both of them, adventurers. He was an agricultural uh, dilettante. He, he mm-hmm. put a lot of money into trying different things. Um, he's buried there with his wife, and uh, it's a neat kind of history spot there. Um, we have a lot of historical things. We have the mission, yes. <laughs> as we mentioned before. So, so we have a and lot it's the on. 200th anniversary of the mission. Founding the mission. First, let me talk about the Women's Club. Sure. Sonoma is what it is because of the Women's Club. Absolutely. They um, they improve did plaza improvement. They did education. They had the first library. They mm-hmm. funded or helped fund the. Um, the uh, where the visitors bureau yeah, the now, which library. was the Carnegie yeah. Library, um, they uh, the water infrastructure, you know, all those public services that makes the town a great place. Right, um, and uh, it still exists. The Sonoma Women's Club they still is still ex- existing yes. social slash philanthropic club. Right. Um, and right, if, when you start walking around town and look at all the plaques, mm-hmm. they were instrumental in so many parts of the. Uh, they're, they're infrastructure, but they're really community projects right. that we're all part of. Yes. And it's, you don't notice it, though, until you start looking. You're like, wow, they are everywhere. But I guess they've been around a while. They are. So. Uh, I think 1901. Okay. Um, one of the, they, they donate, uh, you, you had talked previously about if we're still getting donations. and you uh, of, of archives I'm, and uh, random archives, things, clippings yes. and boxes. Yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, like, um, like you said, we, we pick up the uh, 
advertising information from the Visitors Bureau mm-hmm. because that gives us a snapshot of what's happening in Sonoma. But um, the Women's Club gave us their their minute books going mm-hmm. back to their founding and. Um, we had them digitized by a California State Library project oh, called cool. California Revealed. Okay. They're on a website called the Internet Archive, so mm. you can read all about all the work they did. Okay. It, it's kind of interesting. That's one of our other things with the Historical Society. The uh, California State Librarian, in, in a brilliant move, realized that a lot of small historical societies have a lot of important history of California, and mm. so he helps us with um, uh, uh, giving us small grants okay. to inventory material, and then they digitize it for you us. You are essentially, for the California State Historical Library, a whole bunch of graduate assistants. That's right. With original documents. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we've been with them for about ten years. Okay, and uh, and then um, uh, that's it. We got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn something over to you though, because we've we've talked about history and we've talked about the past. And we've talked about the present, but I want to I want to transition to a segment of the podcast where you help me answer questions from visitors. We get people asking us questions about things to see or do. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have the two visitor centers, we have a professional staff, we've got volunteers, and now, Patricia, we have mm-hmm. you <laughs> and we have Lucy to help us in this section that we call We Get, get questions. questions. Are, you okay. re- are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so first question I got. We want to meet a friend for afternoon drinks. What's a good bar to do that? Oh, that's a bad question to that's ask. That's a bad <laughs> question. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I don't drink very much. Wait till you get my second question. Good. So go <laughs> okay. to my, so where, well, what, what if, would you know anybody? I can help you answer that if you don't know. Uh-huh. Okay. So one that I would recommend if you want a classic old style watering hole. Mm-hmm. Steiner's is on the plaza. Oh, absolutely. It smells like a classic old style wood bar. They got beer. They got drinks. It's not fancy. It's not fancy. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Good history on the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually really good food. I, this is a weird plug. The tater tots are phenomenal. They are phenomenal. And you don't need to go to this bar to drink. You're right. This is just a place to go and just have a good time. A lot of people go there to watch football games or, or basketball games. Um, but it's a good spot. And Steiner's mm-hmm. right in the plaza. And I'm sure you know that building. It's It's been there for a long time. It's the, is it the Oddfellows? The Mason building? It's one, of those, it's one of those historic buildings. It's got something on top. It's a brick okay. building. It's a Masonic. Masonic Temple. Mon- Thank yeah. you. That was there. Um, so that's kind of like the classic bar. Right? Yeah. Another one, if you want to go to a nice bar. Um, MacArthur Place is a beautiful hotel south of the plaza. Mm-hmm. And, historic building. It's a historic building. And the bar, the restaurant's now called Layla. And they have a beautiful bar inside there with the, you know, the finest artisan craft cocktails. <laughs> and it's all very chic in there. And you can sit outside. And that would be um, for fancier to do. And mm-hmm. uh, the other one would be if you want to get sparkling wine, Sai is a champagne bar. And that is around the corner uh, uh, from from Steiner's. So you can go from Steiner's, to, which is like your beer, to Cy Champagne Bar and go mm-hmm. there. But here's a second question. You ready? Mm-hmm. What can we do this afternoon that has nothing to do with alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> We're a group from Texas, and we don't want to go out drinking. Um, what, are, what are some things you can do in Sonoma 
that don't involve drinking. Well, you talked about the Overlook Trail being uh, 20 years old and the Montini Preserve, the great views of Sonoma. You can see to, to San Francisco from the top of the Overlook. It's a fabulous view. Um, is that a hard hike, or is it fairly well, easy going? Or well, you you don't want to be infirmed. Infirm, but yeah. you could probably do it in an hour and a bit if you're of moderate fitness. Mm-hmm. And, you, and I mean, flip flops probably aren't recommended. No flip flops, but sneakers are fine. Like yeah. just tennis shoes, you're fine. Yeah. You don't need hiking boots. No, you don't need ropes and crampons. You, no, you no. can just go up there. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, the plaza, just hanging out in the plaza, yeah. getting, you know, uh, an ice cream from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go there after this. Scoops. Go to Sweet Scoops. So good. I get the affogato a lot, which has an espresso, and then they put some stuff in there. Or the alada chocolata, or the Watma strawberry. You're right. Sweet Scoops is a good option. Yeah. Okay. And um, just walking around the historic districts in Sonoma, you know, there are... Uh, lots of homes. I see people walking constantly. Right. Walk over to the cheese factory, the yep. Vela's Cheese Factory. Yep. Where they still make cheese. Where they still make cheese. And that's on 2nd Street um, East. Or yep. walking on the on the bike path, which right. goes from, oh, Spastiani Winery mm-hmm. over to McDonald's. Yeah, over to Highway <laughs> historic McDonald's, to Highway 12, which is the beginning of the spring. <laughs> But, but you pass no, by the are. Depot Park Museum. You're right. You can see the train, and, the train cars there. And the train and cars, and yeah. Yeah, I like and, and then you also go by Vallejo's home. That's true. We have, uh, that's part of Sonoma State so Historic Park. He Did he order that home or how that, the home was assembled from a kit, right? Some that's sort of kit, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Like a, like a, there were a lot of kit homes. Old school Ikea back then, but you could get a right. whole house. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I was saying, the plaza, we do have a self-guided tree tour. You can get a map at the mm-hmm. visitor center because there's actually trees from all around the world planted in the plaza, which has changed. I mean, that's a whole other exhibit. Right. People are always talking about you can't change the plaza. And I'm like, well, the plaza <laughs> changes every 10 years because that's the nature of a park. Right. Right. Whether it's a fountain's put in here or a new tree or something like that. Because you showed me some historic photos. It was just like cow poop and mud and, <laughs> and a and a stagecoach. And a stagecoach, yeah, right there. But uh, this is kind of a neat way to look at all the different types of trees and things that we have, including that palm tree that's in front of City Hall that we decorate for the holidays. And I just like, and people love it. Like, it's not a native tree; it's a Canary Island palm. But yeah. it's you know what? For some people, it, it's like one of those things that just becomes tradition, mm-hmm. right? It's there. So that's a good point. The plaza. Okay, good. So we got yeah. hiking and just walking around and and ice yeah. cream. I like yeah. the way you go. Okay, that's good. Um, another question. This one came today. When is the Toscano Hotel open to visitors? Whenever the state Sonoma State Historic Park has docents for it, okay. I believe it's on the weekends. Right. They do have they do have like this little caged in area. <laughs> right. You can kind of poke your head in and look. Uh huh. Okay. So, but, but on the weekends, docents sometimes they dress in uh, period costume. They do. We'll give you a great tour, especially mm-hmm. the upstairs. Mm-hmm. And it was an actual hotel, a little different than hotels now. Um, But a lot of um, Italian um, laborers would stay there when they were Mm -hmm. living Especially in the annex. In the back. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a great tour. It really is neat. Um, And so, yeah, again, it's part of the Sonoma State Historic Park, which includes the Mission, the Toscano Hotel, uh, the the part of where Vallejo's house used to be, in addition to where his other house was, Mm -hmm. in addition to where his big house was over in Petaluma, in the Rancho. Right. Well, his... 
the Lacrimontis right. is still extant, so right. you can walk to there. But um, the his Casa Grande, which was Ooh. the house on the north side of the plaza, right. that burnt down in right. 1867, I believe. <laughs> Again, that's going to be mm-hmm. your exhibit on that burnt down. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the mission, the barracks. Um, the Toscano Hotel, mm-hmm. the servants' quarters, and the servants' quarters, and you can't get into the servants' quarters, although they're very interesting. Set, do are those ever open? No. Are those okay? Someone asked me this: Are the doors so small because people were that short, yes. or is it because also like structurally it was hard to make them? Oh no, people were short. That's okay. That's a good question. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I should have. That should have been one of my questions. Were people shorter a long time ago? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, look at a lot of the immigrants, you know, different diet. um, Right, probably not the same amount of nutrition. Right, right. Yeah, that's kind of why they left, hard life. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, that's... Here's a crucial question. This is an important one. Okay. Where was the nudist colony that was in Sonoma Valley in the 1940s? It was past Bartholomew Park Winery. So up by Bart Park, as, like, up as by local Bart Park, yeah. there were nudists running around the hills of Sonoma. In the 40s. In the 40s. And Frank Bartholomew didn't like that, and and the women's club didn't like it. <laughs> so here's a, here's, here's a story from July 6, 1944, Associated mm-hmm. Press, an AP Wire story. At least 200 members of a vast nudist retreat in the Valley of the Moon were called on the Office of Price Administration Carpet today to explain how they reached the place on A-ration gasoline, some from as far away as Oregon and Southern California. So it's sort of like how Al Capone got nailed for tax (laughs) evasion. (laughs) The nudists in the 40s got nailed not for running around naked, which as the good Lord intended, (laughs) but because they might have used ration cards incorrectly to come here in the all together. So Mm -hmm. we had like a a nudist utopian society or something? Sonoma. (laughs) One more time, Patricia. (laughs) Sonoma. I love that. Come to Sonoma. And it was just a big open field and they would, or a big camp and people would just run around naked. And uh, yeah, Yeah, because it was just another example of um, Mm -hmm. uh, um, resorts. Really? Well, the Kingsport, Tennessee Times said, nudists must give OPA the bare facts. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's another one. The local press Democrat, which is like the countywide newspaper, said, professional men housewives found flitting about hilltype Elysium from all over state. <laughs> flitting about. <laughs> oh, that's kind of funny. So that kind of maybe goes back to your story about wellness and health and stuff like that, because you know, there was a movement of, of getting some sun right. in, and in the all together. And I think that's really interesting that that was here, the Sun Noma, um, kind of a history of all the utopian societies we used to have here mm-hmm. from uh, the Brotherhood of New Life, which is just over the hill in Santa Rosa, right. where they, they have the Paradise Ridge wineries there now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Starcross group, which is like in Annapolis. There was like this, uh, uh, it was a, a secular religious group out there in the hills. And Preston. Um, yes. There which was a town is, called Preston, right? Yes. But it was a, it, it was a utopian society. Utopian society. I yeah. think we might have had more, there probably were a lot more around here. Oh, there were. Um, Guerneville had one, which okay. I can't remember the name of it right now. But people would come up, because we were near the big city. Mm-hmm. We were on the left coast. 
mm-hmm. where kind of all the crazy things would happen. Uh, and it was sunny, so you could be naked. Like doing, doing a nudist colony in San Francisco, not so fun, <laughs> right? right? Uh, but coming up here. But I kind of like that story that we're this place where like, you know, dreamers and slightly unhinged slash interesting people show up and, and it was the kind of thing there. So, okay, thank you. It's no longer there though, right? The Sun Noma. No. It's now Bart park or is it i don't know you know i don't know it was past bart park okay they had to they access through bart park and that's why he was angry yeah not was he angry about the the gas rationing cards world war ii for those who forgot he was annoyed (laughs) you naked kids get out of my field (laughs) um patricia this has been great you you have been a wonderful guest so so thanks for coming on um if people want more information about the sonoma valley historical society what is the best website to go to www.sonomavalleyhistory.org Okay, SonomaValleyHistory.org yes. is where they can find all the information. Mm-hmm. They can find about the Depot Park Hours, mm-hmm. your, your exhibits. That's right. Um, as well as if you're interested in the Marcy House archives, they can contact you through that website. That's correct. Okay. And they can also become a member. Oh. And digitally, they can. You, you don't. You don't have to be living here in Sonoma to be a part of the Sonoma Valley Historical Society. So if you have a connection, you should join. And then you can be connected to it if it's your family history or your family future. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you should join. Well, we actually, some of our material is important to the state of California and the nation. Okay. We have a, a lot of amazing material. I love it. So, Patricia, thank you so much for coming on. Good to have you here. And uh, like to remind everybody else who's listening that if you want more information about Sonoma Valley, go to sonomavalley.com. Lots of information, deals, special offers. And you know what? When this is over, why don't you take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and give us a good old rating. Give us five stars and tell your friends. Mom and dad, thanks for listening. Patricia, thanks for coming. And we'll see everyone next time. Thanks a lot.